I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right will be your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right will tackle topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen or bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company, Black Dog Builders, in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals and past clients to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. All right, so uh, welcome back to another edition of Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. Hey, Brenda. Hey, David. How are you? I'm fabulous. Good, good. Hey, listen, before we get started on this, um, I uh, I feel like I need to um, actually not apologize to my family at all because we, uh, in yeah, one of our exactly. first episodes, uh, one of our first episodes, we talked about uh, my family uh, and a little bit about the sort of the skill sets of my family. Right. Um, and... Uh, and I got, I caught a fair amount of flack from my sister. Yeah. Uh, for, She's like, you know, we're all very skilled. Right. We own businesses. <laughs> right. I'm a lawyer. Right. Exactly. Right. We got, right. we got all this, this uh, pushback. And right. so we're here to say, yes, you're very skilled, but not with tools. Right. And so, so I am very blessed with a very talented and erudite family. Um, but I, I probably wasn't specific enough in about the skills. Thing, joking right, about right. the fact that uh, turning a screwdriver actually is a challenge for <laughs> my very erudite and skilled family. So, um, so that's my not apology. So I just thought I'd get that out of there the you way. Go. Sorry, All not right. sorry. All right. So yeah, I like it. So so today's topic is um, is an, is a really important one, right? So we we've been building on different themes as we go, and we've been talking about um, sort of different tools to give homeowners as they're thinking about doing renovation projects. Um, and today, we're going to spend some time on budgets, and and we're going to spend some time on uh, collecting pricing and how you go about collecting pricing. And, th- and, and then we're going to talk a little bit about negotiation. Right. Okay? And I do want to point out that some of these topics that we're talking about, like we just did one on insurance, it's a little dry, and we get that. So our next topic is actually going to be about design and some fun stuff and you'll actually hear me talk more because Dave is a very nuts and bolts kind of business oriented guy I like design so sometimes I don't weigh in as often as um, I might like <laughs> but that's all over now it's all it's going to be over very soon right. so I just I want to warn you all you're going to hear a lot more from me and that may or may not be good yeah and so that's a that's another thing to think about so we sort of see the show as sort of morphing and shifting over time. So we felt like in the beginning of the show, if we're giving people really good tools on how to have a good experience and how to try to make sure that they make good choices in not only the projects that they want, um, but the contractors they work with uh, and protecting themselves in the process and having a good experience, we're trying to give you all those kinds of tools. Um, And once we've established that and once we've given you a lot of that information, uh, and I, I agree and understand that a lot of that is dry. Right. Totally. I, but but <laughs> totally. But but listen. Um, so we don't lose all our listeners by that. It's a no, necessary no. thing. It is necessary, right? and I actually think that we have um, tried to get the must listen to 
stuff out early. Right. This is the stuff that you must listen to if you want to protect yourself and do a, a you know, have a good right. experience with this process. So, right. yes, I think the must listen to stuff is necessary and maybe we should, you know, in our listing, like put a star next to it. Like this is something that you absolutely need to know before thing. you sign a contract. Listen right. to this. Right. Um, but there's so much stuff to cover that is uh, not necessary, but still, you know, really interesting and fun and thinking about, you know, products right. and, and and processes that perhaps say it never occurred to you. So. And, and having said that, you know, a little bit of this is also about personal discipline, right? So Which and, I have none of. <laughs> By the way, I'm just going to, I'm going to point that out, that Dave has all the discipline in the family and I am the fun. But it's a perfect, ba- you are so the fun <laughs> and it's a perfect balance in that regard, right? So. Um, you bring my fun factor up, right? And a not, lot. And I don't bring your discipline up at all. None. But regardless, no, no, so, really. so, so be it. So, <laughs> uh, but in most cases, um, our, our clients who are, people who are thinking about doing a project, listeners are doing a project, they're not hundreds of dollars. They're thousands of dollars. Right. They're tens of thousands of dollars. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? They're depending on the kind of project you're thinking about. And um, taking some time to do the less fun stuff to protect mm-hmm, yourself and mm-hmm. do the, and have a good experience is I'm not going to apologize for that. That's important, right? Sorry, and not so, sorry. Yeah, there we are again. <laughs> right. So today uh, we are going to speak about uh, budgets, right? So that's a big, a big piece of this. And all, you know, at the end of the day, just about if it was free, everybody buy the project, right? And so. Right. Uh, project scope and project scale is is driven by budget in most cases, mm-hmm. um, and you know I suppose. Yeah, I always tell people you can have anything you want as long as you can afford to pay for it. Right, right, and we I can remember like it was yesterday. So we've been doing this now in November of this past year in 2019. We've been mm-hmm. doing this for 30 years, right? So very proud of that. But in that 30 year period of time, I did have one client say literally the words were, "Money is no object." <laughs> we were in the house, and the client said, money's no object. And I'd never heard those words before. But, you know, people say that, but then you say, really? Well, point in case, you're absolutely right, because uh, that project uh, developed, as I recall, maybe somewhere up to, like, $450,000. Right. And, and all of a sudden, money became the an client, object. That, that, that client was like, what? Are you insane? Right. That's crazy. $450,000. We're not going to spend that kind of money, right? And and I just kind of scratched my head. Like, and I didn't, we didn't inflate the number. That was what the number was for what he wanted to do. Right. But apparently, even for, for someone whose money is no object, it's an object. Money is an object. Right? Right. So, if, so for a person who tells me money is no object, actually there is some reality to it, then for the general public who mm-hmm. would never say money's right. no object, right. this is an important topic, right? It is very important. So, so let's talk about budgeting. I like to talk to clients. I, I like to, to talk with clients. When, we, when, when I used to do seminars, consumer seminars, um, you know, one of the things that we would speak about is the different types of budgets, right? So, and I would routinely kind of refer to the fact, and I do refer to the fact that I think there's really three budgets that consumers think about, right? Um, and so first one, Okay. The one you hope for. Right. That's the, So everyone has an aspiration or a dream like, okay, um, if the stars align, I can get my kitchen renovated for X. Right. That's a hope. Right. Right. And it's it's not it's not a high number, by the way. It's okay. a low yeah, number. Generally right? not a low number, yeah. right? So there's the one you hope for. Um, and there's the one that you really know in your heart after you get past the hoping that you can live with. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'd love to get my kitchen done for $30,000. Right. 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 But in talking with all my neighbors and my family, they've done their projects and they've done them similarly to the way I want to do them. And they probably spent more like 50. Right. Right. So I I suppose. I guess I can live with 50. I suppose my husband and I can live with 50. Right. Right. Whatever. Um, And uh, and then there's actually the real budget, Mm -hmm. the cost to do the job. Right. Right. 
Um, and I would put it to you that the cost to do the job does not actually vary that much once you've done a good job at eliminating the variables of the companies. If you're if you're talking to similar companies mm-hmm. offering similar services, mm-hmm. um, then uh, then the budgets are, are very very consistent in generally speaking, right? Right. And I want to I want to take a quick detour before we get into um, specifics on this, like because we've been fortunate enough over the course of time, I think. You know, in 30 years, I've probably had five clients um, either talk to me or talk to a designer that didn't hire us. And and and, and here's how the story has has gone, right? Um, and I I may have alluded to this in a prior episode, and if I did, I apologize. But it's meaningful, and it's a it's sort of an object lesson in how people can think about this, right? So I personally had one client call me up, um, and it was somebody that I did not know. It was another one of our designers work with him, and he said, I wanted to tell you something. Uh, you know, a year ago we didn't hire you guys. Right. Uh, you said thank you very much. Well, well I was, uh, I, I, it was kind of a weird conversation. <laughs> yeah. right? I was a little taken aback. I didn't, I didn't expect the call. Uh, call came to the office. He said, you know, I didn't, we didn't hire you guys, um, and, and we didn't hire you because your price was thirty thousand dollars more than someone else. Mm-hmm. Right. So you guys uh, said the project to do to renovate my kitchen and my mudroom and bathroom was going to be uh, one hundred and ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Right. Or uh, it was a hundred. So it was a hundred thousand dollars, and we just thought that was. Out of, out of hand, and we were not prepared to spend that kind of money. Um, and we found another contractor who we were pretty confident was going to do just as good a job as you guys would do, um, but would do it for 70. 70. Mm-hmm. And so we hired him, and we did it for 70. Um, and, and I'm now sitting in my beautiful kitchen. And now I'm actually getting a little annoyed. Right. Like this, this guy calls me. Right. For now no, he's no, just, just he's, gloating? Yeah, yeah. Right? Is that what the purpose is? The purpose of this call is to gloat? <laughs> so you're just saying I'm overpriced in the marketplace? Right. right. But then he was kind enough to go on and say, so, I'm sitting in my kitchen, uh, and it's a beautiful kitchen, and, but the problem is, what I think about is the fact that you guys were right, and we ended up spending 100 mm-hmm. but the gap between the 70 and the 100 that $30,000, mm-hmm. I stood in this kitchen and fought with my contractor over all kinds of change orders that I felt were unjust. Right. All kinds of change orders that I thought were in the scope of the work, and then when I went back and looked at your agreement, was actually in the scope of the work. Right. But the contractor had not carried X and Y, and we did, we needed to change our electrical panel, and, and, and that wasn't factored in. And we needed to do all these other things that weren't factored in, and so the, the, the starting price of my project, 70, finished at 100, right. and now I sit in this beautiful kitchen. And I'm angry. And I'm annoyed, mm-hmm. right? I'm frustrated and annoyed. And, and you know, and so... So I've got this beautiful kitchen, but I'm traumatized. Right, yeah. exactly, right? And and so I think that's a piece of the budget conversation, a piece of the discussion about uh, consumers being uh, careful about what it is they're looking at and and making sure that they're thinking through the scope properly, that they're, they're being critical of what they're getting and not just saying, oh... I'm going to go with a low number, and it sounds good, and mm-hmm. I think it's complete. You mm-hmm. can't be that way, right? Right. You have to be your own advocate, and so caveat emptor. Right. Hundred percent. That's a theme we've talked about multiple mm-hmm. times, right? Um, but that ties back into the budget and ties back into sort of the personal discipline. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you come to the conclusion, you start the process, and you come to the conclusion that okay, to work with a good firm that I trust and is credible, I thought the project was going to be 
50. Mm-hmm. I realize now it's 70. I can't afford it now. Totally cool, right? Right. Make the right choice and say, I can afford that after I sock away some more money in two years. Right. Or whatever that might or, be. Or find another line of financing or change the specs. Or change the scope. And we're going right. to talk about that too, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, you know, so I think I think the big part of that is, you know, you've got those those budgets. And, and, and by the way, let's tie it into that budget. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what happens when you ask a contractor out to your home and they say to you, so, Brenda, thank you for having me out to talk about your project. Can you tell me what your budget is? And what my answer would be? Yeah, what would you say? You know, it, it it's interesting. Knowing what I know now, you know, I, I might give a, a fairly honest answer to that yep. or what I think it would would cost. Um, but, but I do know that a lot of clients that we talk with are feeling a little cagey about that because sure. they, they feel like, okay, I'm going to say a number and then they're going to go right up to that number and fill that out. Even when maybe I could get it, like say, say I put a, uh, I say $50,000, but, uh, but I really think that they could do it for 25, but you know, they're going to go right up and they're going to, they're going to overcharge me because my, my budget is $50,000. Right. If I well, say, if I say 50, won't they just scope it up to be 50? Right. But here's the thing. I mean, in a kitchen, you can buy, you can buy cabinets for $5,000 um, and you can buy cabinets for $50,000 for exactly the same linear footage of cabinetry and that's all about the 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 fit the finish the the construction the quality right so so that budget is more a guideline like we want to get the best quality in for the number that you give us i'm not going to give you cruddy product if you have a budget that will allow you to get good quality product um and that circles back to that whole trust thing Right. right. That circles back to how well you vetted your contractor, how much you trust the contractor and or the or the, the designer or whomever you're working with to be straightforward. Because if you if you sort of sandbag and provide a low budget, then you know, a good designer is gonna try to be understand that and be honest and earnest about it and design a project that meets your budget, but right. it probably won't be a project that excites you. Right. Right. And and so and I can remember the experience, but I also totally appreciate from the consumer standpoint that um, when you're asked for your budget, so so I took we have we have four kids, but I took my two youngest boys um, to a fireworks superstore one time. Oh, and, they love that! And the fireworks superstore is like uh, it's just like heaven. It if is. You, if you're a little boy and you and like things that explode, your, uh, and things and that explode, and, and then, light on fire, uh, right? And they put the ama- amazing graphics on these boxes mm-hmm. so it looks like, and they name them things like right. Thunder Alley, <laughs> exactly, and, right? So. <laughs> we go there, and in this place that we went to, you have to actually check in. You give them your ID, they take down your name, mm-hmm. and they, they, they tie the purchases to your ID so you don't do bad things with them, right, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so after I got done with that process, my boys are, like, jumping out of their skin. They want to get behind the gate so they can start looking at the stuff, right? Yeah. And the guy that takes my ID says, so, Mr. Brian, um, what was your investment goal today? Right, and I'm in a fireworks store. Right, right. It, I don't wouldn't call that an investment. Right. Well, so because but, you blow these things up, you do. It's but, not like an asset. But from their perspective, it's an investment goal because he, <laughs> and, he, and so so I thought to myself, oh my god, this guy's bracketing me. This right. guy's trying to figure out where to send me right. to maximize my purchase. And I actually felt almost the desire to put my hand on my wallet to protect it. Right. right? <laughs> so I get when somebody asks you, so what's your budget? Right. You immediately feel a little uh, exposed. Right. Right. And so I'm going to encourage our listeners to think about that in the context of their renovation project by trying to think through not like that, not not like guarded, right? Now, I also put it to you that 
any good renovation contractor, any good designer should have a reasonable handle on renovation budgets. Mm -hmm. And I think that any conversation in the beginning of a project that doesn't include some preliminary budget discussions right. is negligent. Right. Right. And I actually think that budget discussion. Well, it wastes everyone's time. It does. Basically. It does. You know, it like sets if, up if, false hope. If, right. Exactly. Like if, a, if you go out and a client has an idea that they're going to do their kitchen for $10,000 and we already know that's a that's non-starter. It's a non-starter. Right. You're not going to be able to do it. Um, we might say, you know what? You could get new counters and new faces for that number. Right. And there's other contractors who do that kind of work. And let me point you in that direction. Exactly. If that's really your budget, then that's fine. So it's just a matter of making sure that everybody's time is usefully served. Right. And, and budgets are also a dicey item to talk about because um, it's all, it also can be a source of embarrassment, mm -hmm. right? So plenty of times we've had, you know, consumers where we ought, we then make a choice saying, hey, we're the, we're the knowledgeable contractors. If you aren't comfortable either, A, sharing your budget with us, or B, you really honestly don't have a clue, which mm -hmm. most people have some number in mind, mm -hmm. right? But if, if you don't want to come, that's fine. Then then the onus can be back on the, the designer or the contractor to say, generally speaking, our projects like this start in this kind of a range, mm -hmm. and uh, let's talk, how does that feel, mm -hmm. right? And then you can respond back and reply. But if you were thinking 20, and there's no way in hell a project that like you've described is going to happen for less than 50, mm -hmm. you begin, you immediately feel not great. Right. Right. You either feel embarrassed or, and I've seen it manifest in different ways. You Angry. Angry. Yeah. Right. Like we're crazy. Right. Like the contractor is insane because my aunt had the project done for 20 or whatever. And, right. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of variables and a lot of things that transpire. And, and it's this whole conversation and this whole issue that revolves around back to one of our early, early shows, the 50% of consumers walk away from a renovation project not happy, mm -hmm. right? And I believe that the core of this it, it, is this topic, is is the reality between budget mm -hmm. and scope and mm -hmm. what you can get and what you can't get and, and, trying, and trying to get yourself to believe that you can actually get a $50,000 kitchen for $20,000. Right. Right. And and I do believe that if a consumer spends enough time in the marketplace looking to realize a certain budget, they'll find they'll someone find that will it. tell them. Yeah. Th right? That, but it won't go well. It, right. right. The, the odds are that $20,000 kitchen will never finish, will never hit the finish line, mm -hmm. or that $20,000 kitchen is like that guy who called me. Mm -hmm. It actually ends up being $50 when all of a sudden done, and then you're really kind of screwed. Because if right. you only had 20 to spend, right. then you're in big trouble, right? Right. Or you get, and there are actually like legitimate crooks out there who will tell you the answer, the, the number that you want to hear, take your deposit and leave. Yeah, well, that's right. yeah, that's. I mean, that's, that's the extreme. Scale, that's the extreme, right? and that's a tiny, tiny percentage. But just, just but to know, like, if you look long enough for somebody to give you the answer that you want to hear, you'll hear it, but it won't go well. Well, and that'll never happen to our listeners because they have all dutifully observed right. all the information that we share. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's yeah, you're so the educated consumer now. That's exactly right, right. Right. So, so at any rate, I think the budget conversation is really important from a lot of different levels, and I think you, it's helpful to go into it. Um, and I, I completely get the challenges there. And, and, and sometimes we are dealing with, consumers are dealing with big numbers, mm -hmm. right? If I were going to spend $125,000 on my home, mm -hmm. I would expect a lot of work mm -hmm. to happen for that $125,000. And that's appropriate, right? Um, but just, you know, the average homeowner doesn't have a really good frame of reference to decide how it, just exactly how much can 125 buy right right and well you know it depends on the product exactly. that you're putting in too exactly right you you look like i don't like to we don't like to think about projects in terms of per square footage right mm -hmm. but if you do think about 
a bath renovation, which is a whole lot of activity and a whole lot of material mm-hmm. stuffed in a very small space. Right, every sub is in there. Right, you know, we, like we, you're doing, you're doing a ton of stuff. Right, you're going to find a, a relatively speaking for the volume a very high price per, per square, square foot, foot, as an example. Right? right, you can't really think about it like that, but right. that's one of those considerations. Well, right? and we've we've talked about this before, and I I don't know if, if in the series we've talked about this, but this is a this is something that comes up a lot. If you go out and buy a car, and you said, how much is that car? per pound, right? right? right. Like there's going to be a huge variation between a Hyundai and a Mercedes for the price per pound. And they're two very different vehicles, but- And they're totally irrelevant. Yeah. And, but basically you get in and you turn on the key and you go from point A to point B. They both carry you from one place to another, but they do it in a different way. So you can say that's true about like kitchens and baths and, you know, any renovation product is that, you know, essentially, you know, to make a cup of coffee in the morning, you can you can be in a an incredibly expensive kitchen that has all the bells and whistles, and you can be in a really just sort of basic kitchen, but you can still make your coffee. Exactly. So it's really how how do you want to get from A to B? Right, right. That's exactly right. So now, let's let's move into we, we, you know uh, assuming that and, and by the way, you know like we we talked about, there's all those different kinds of budgets: the one you hope for, the one you can actually afford, mm-hmm. you know, and the one that the project actually costs for. You know, that what it actually charges, right? Right. And and so working with someone professionally who can help you parse that out and figure out, you know, um, and, and candidly, very rarely is it that a consumer comes to the table with a budget where they can get everything they want. Right. right? And so you are now going to be in sort of value engineering mode mm-hmm. and you want to be, and that's totally normal in, in, in what we see happening. And you should go into it with that expectation and say, all right, I'd like to accomplish the following. But if all you have your heart set on is this one thing, and it's got to be exactly this one way, then you better have a you know very healthy budget to make that happen. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you're a person who wants to or is willing to make no concessions, if you are, that's awesome. And if you can fund that, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But but our experience is most consumers end up needing to make trade offs. Right. right. You're only limited by your imagination and your budget. <laughs> right. Right. And, and and so consequently, if you come into it and prepare yourself with a mindset that says this is what we'd like to accomplish, but we're willing to make trade-offs, mm-hmm. you're going to be much happier right. in the process, right? Much, much happier than if you have a whole bunch of have-to-haves and no flexibility in your budget. Right. Then you're, you're backing yourself into a corner. Right. And if you're working with somebody who's knowledgeable, they can make good suggestions being, you know, say, this is kind of what my goal is. Right. And you say, okay, there's there's three other ways to get to that point. Right. right? And this may be less expensive and, and will still meet your needs. Right. Now, two more points sort of tied into, into budget, Right. Um, one of which is uh, scope and detail and, and thoroughness, right? So it's really important as, as you're, if you're talking with a design build company and you're looking at a comprehensive project that includes all the materials, all the labor, all the design, all that stuff, that's fine. That's one number, mm-hmm. right? And you can look at that and say, okay, this is a complete turnkey project. When I'm done, I just got to write checks and the project will be finished, right? That's fine. There are plenty of providers you might work with that don't do it that way, where you are going to have to purchase Let's, let's call it your cabinetry, fixtures, faucets, things like that. You are going to go to one supplier for those things. You're going to go to a general contractor to, to build it and install mm-hmm. it and so forth. So then you as the homeowner have to be a little more vigilant to make sure that those two parties, the design element and material element, are, as, communicating. are communicating with the construction element right. or at least that you are doing a good job at figuring out that you're, you're capturing everything that has to happen in that project. Mm-hmm. So a, an example is... If you're sourcing your materials, your cabinetry, your countertops, your sinks, your faucet, if you're sourcing that from a kitchen and bath design firm, which is fine, um, and you're, but you're requiring the general contractor to do all of the prep work, the gutting, the rewiring, the plumbing of all that stuff, 
you know, how is it that the general contractor is effectively making sure that the things that are happening in the kitchen are a reflection of the, des- the new design and right. that, that they're doing all the right stuff. And little things like, well, some kitchen companies will actually provide installation as a part of their design. Mm-hmm. Some will not. You don't want to find that out in the middle of construction and have that be part of that gap that we right. talked about earlier, right? right. So so do, so being diligent about making sure you understand the scope relative to the budget is important, right? Um, then the last thing, and we get asked this a lot, and this is a, this ties to that subject, um, is um, h- how much should I set aside? I'm a homeowner. I'm thinking about doing a project with company A, mm-hmm. um, and I've heard that it's a good idea to have a contingency or a, a slush fund or whatever right. you want to call it. Right. right. And sometimes that slush fund is, is you know, we, we found a pipe in the wall that we didn't anticipate finding there, right. and it needs to be moved, and otherwise the design won't work, and how much is that going to cost? So there's there's things like that, you know, finding rot, Right. Finding you know mold problems, finding asbestos. You know, there's there's things that you can't see until you start breaking down the um, drywall, and um, and those things come up later. So you need a a small contingency to deal with those. Like, okay, right. what about this? But there's also the oh, while you're here, right? And we talked know. about that a little bit in the change order side of things um, about uh, trying to make sure that you you know, give yourself a little wiggle room. But um, I think that contingency is a function of a couple of things, right? Um, some of it is how thorough mm-hmm. are your agreements, right. right? If you really feel like you've been a good consumer and you've been careful and you know exactly what's happening and you know exactly what you're getting for the dollar you're spending, then right. you're good and you don't have to worry about a big contingency, right? And if you're li- if you're doing a project in a home that's a relatively recently built home, mm-hmm. well, let's qualify that. I mean, from maybe the 1960s on, mm-hmm. right? Um, things get funkier in the 50s and earlier, right? And, and you go into a home that's older than that, you might find, um, and, and especially even younger contractors, might find more surprises, things right. that they're not familiar with, right? right? So when you're doing work on an older home, like a, an old farmhouse as an example, um, those are areas where, uh, where you need to leave more margin, mm-hmm. right? More wiggle room. And that requires a lot of personal discipline, right? Because what it does, it's what it's asking, what's making you do is forego the cool, sexy thing right now mm-hmm. to be a little more conservative right. and leave $10,000 aside and you're thinking to yourself, but that $10,000 could get me right. that new hutch or right. whatever, right? right? Yeah, don't do that, right? If you're in an older home, you made a choice to buy an old farmhouse, mm-hmm. right? With that choice, if you want stuff, you got to be thinking that way, right. right? Right. So contingencies are a function of a couple of things. One is, is the type of home you're in, the age of the home, and the level of detail and specificity and confidence you have in the scope of the project, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, you know, I, I always think it's a good idea to leave something. We have had clients who have literally spent right up to their budget mm-hmm. and then been really disciplined about changing nothing, and their house was relatively recently built, so we ran into no, no surprise it was mm-hmm. all good. Right. That's but not, that's not it, the best advice. It's not the best right. advice. And, you know, actually what, what you can do and some people do is they, they have some money put aside, and when, they, when they're done with the framing portion, and that's when a lot of these sort of like, nice. you know, nice. yep. Questions come up, right? You know, like you're you're opening up a wall, and once the once that stuff's all done, and the rough electrical do, is done, and the rough plumbing is done, those those like oh, the we have a problem kinds of situations don't come up anymore. Right. So you actually, if if you can make some last minute changes, or you know, you're 
let's say you're halfway through the project and you say, you know, there were a couple things that I wanted to deal with at the same time, right. but but I but I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But now that we're in a place where there really shouldn't be any more surprises, could you do a change order for you know I, I want to do this little powder room over, or I want to yep. I want to replace you know that's something a, that's else. That's a perfect example, and I, I hadn't been thinking about that, but you're right. That's the, and that's a really that's a really responsible way to handle that, right? And and you, you actually in the end, assuming you didn't get surprises, you still get get what you want. You just did it in a little more responsible way, and you right. you bid off the appropriate amounts at the time, right? right? So so anyway, uh, you know that's kind of a uh, we wanted to just develop this one conversation around budgets because it's such an important part of the project mm-hmm. and an important part of the process. And it's one that I think a lot of people wrestle with a lot, mm-hmm. right? And I totally understand that. How much to share, how much to, right. right. How forthcoming to be and, and how do I tie that into the, uh, you know, the scope and what I get and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, um, it's not easy. Totally get the fact it's not easy. And, and it's often about being, being willing to make concessions um, and, uh, and that's not always fun either, right? Mm-hmm. We, we all want what we want and we all want it today, mm-hmm. right? And so we got to work through that. But uh, just, a, just a few thoughts around budget. So um, hopefully uh, our listeners found that helpful. Hopefully. And, uh, and you know, we'll, there'll be some show notes uh, that, it, uh, that we'll put together for you there to, uh, you know, that'll highlight some of those points and, and uh, you can refer back to those. So um, again, thank you for, for being with us. I am David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan, and this is Renovation Made Right. Thanks for being with us today. All right. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.